Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Building PA Podcast, a podcast uh, recorded by the construction industry for the construction industry right here in the great state of Pennsylvania. I am John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, and as always, I'm joined by Chris. Hey, John, can we, can we start over? Just as you started talking, um, I got an email alert, and since then I've shut down all my apps. Um, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Are you going to re-record or just start now? You can start now, and I'll just get, I'll get rid of it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Building PA Podcast, a podcast recorded for the construction industry right here in the great state of Pennsylvania. I am one of your hosts, John O'Brien, from the Keystone Contractors Association, and I'm joined, as always, uh, by Chris. How are we doing, Chris? Hey, John. Good afternoon. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Martin. I am with Atlas Marketing, and we tell stories for people who build things. And uh, as always, I think we have a, a very uh, good ed- – uh, I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> I think we have a really good topic today, and it will help a lot of future generations. What do you think, John? Absolutely. Yeah, as you know, one of our uh, favorite topics is uh, workforce development. And uh, we have a special guest with us today. We're going to talk about workforce development efforts in uh, Central PA in the Harrisburg area. And we're delighted to be joined by State Rep- Representative Greg Rothman out of the great district of 87. How are we doing today, Greg? That's right. I'm great. Thank you. Yeah. Glad you could join us here today. So we like to talk a lot about workforce development on this podcast. And talk about various trades, um, trying to introduce them to the next generation. Uh, you know, we've had carpenters, cement masons, kind of went on and on. We've never really focused on, on a high school. And there's been a lot of attention and a lot of focus directed on Harrisburg High School. And I, I know you've been directly involved in helping out, uh, you know, greatly with the efforts there to get Harrisburg back back on the right track. So if you could just kind of introduce our, our audience to the what's going on in Harrisburg and maybe maybe a little yeah so so uh, I, I was born in Harrisburg um, the Harrisburg is the capital city um, which most people from the state know that but uh, sometimes when you're out of Pennsylvania people say oh Harrisburg uh, where's that so it's um, a unique capital city in that uh, as a percentage of the total population of our state it's one of the smallest state capitals. Um, it has less than 50,000 people. Pennsylvania has 13 million people. Uh, so with um, all the state government in um, the city of Harrisburg, a remarkable number of people who work for the state actually live outside of the Harris, uh, Harrisburg and come in. So we have a challenge with a tax base. You know, we have the same urban challenges that, that most of urban America has. Uh, and one of those is that we have a school district that uh, has a been for, wow, you know, 30 years um, not uh, educating the kids at a rate and an efficiency that uh, is acceptable. And so, um, you know, we've, we've done, I've been involved in a lot of different 
um, entities that have worked to improve the Harrisburg School District, including the Harrisburg Young Professionals and the Boys and Girls Club, and now as a legislator, um, trying to find ways to um, not just bring accountability to the school district, but uh, save these kids, because we all know uh, an education is uh, critical to success and learning how to learn, right? I mean, that's the mm-hmm. that's when we went to school. I'm, I'm a little older. You know, we, they taught us how to learn, taught us how to love knowledge, and so that then you could learn things that you know yeah, keep you going for for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah, so I uh, was born and raised in Mechanicsburg, moved, was gone 20 years, and, and came back a few years ago. Uh, I think it was the like fall of 2016. And at that time, I too was you know, getting involved with the Harrisburg Boys and Girls Club, working with them. And, and that's when they really opened up my eyes and, and explained the whole Harrisburg story. You know, they, they did away with their Votech, I guess, at the high school. And you know, it just seems, I don't know if it was bad management or, or what. I don't know if you have any comments on, on that, or, the, or maybe better comments would be, where do you see it going now, now that there's the same Yeah, and, and I mean, we can look at, at what happened. Um, but at, at some point, as a society, we started, I mean, I, it seems to me it was, it's probably been 30 years, we started talking about there's only one path to success in life, and that's go to college. And reality is that even in Pennsylvania, um, 70% of our population does not have a college degree, and yet they're productive and important. We're seeing um, you know, how important uh, people who work in the trades are. I mean, they're the ones that build things and make things and produce things and process things and fix things, right? And that's, um, you know, I, I was was raised by, you know, my, my father grew up on a farm. Um, ironically, it's now the Dolphin County Botech School is on the farm that my dad grew up on. And um, you know, we, we were taught that all jobs are um, have dignity and, most important thing is that you'd be working. And so uh, when we sort of shifted, as a, especially in suburban America, that you have to go to college in order to be successful in life, um, and we sort of I mean, let, let some of the, a lot of the uh, important jobs that um, you know, make things uh, fell to the wayside. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about the change because we, we now have buy-in from not just high schools, but from community colleges and trade schools, and even the colleges and universities in Pennsylvania are starting to look at ways they can expand their uh, curriculum to include the trades, because we know how important the trades are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've actually offered a few uh, tours of training centers for the Carpenters Training Union, and took a handful of legislators to the training center just so they could get uh, you know, educated on the whole process, and so they could kind of help help promote the trades as well. And and I, I actually offered that to uh, some Harrisburg school district board members, and they they toured it too. So we're trying to do more with the school as well. Um, but as far as the, the the shift from state ownership was, were you involved early on day one when that when that happened? Yeah. So it was. Um I think in 90, 97 or 90, 98, when Governor Ridge uh, took over the, the Harrisburg School District the first time, um, I was one of the founders of the Harrisburg Young Professionals. I was uh, a real estate broker um, selling houses in Harrisburg and 
the challenge would be that you'd sell a house to a young person and then maybe you'd sell a house to a young couple and uh, then they'd have a child and then you, know, you could count the days. You know, Five, six years later, they would call you and say, i got to get out of Harrisburg because the school district's so bad. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked at it uh, not just um, from the perspective of we're not educating these kids, but we're, we're hurting the uh, economic development of the city of Harrisburg because people who own properties and families that are part of uh, communities are they build the community and they protect the community and that it becomes a stabilization and we don't want people moving out of the city after uh, as soon as they have kids we want them to be in the city and uh, be involved in the schools and that rises like a rising tide it lifts all the boats so um, and we had some success and we were we were making progress in improving the city and uh, improving the schools in the city and then at um, the, the city took back uh, control of the school district, um, and uh, it didn't take long where you know, we're back to the same problems we had uh, 20 years ago, hmm. 25 years ago. Well, Greg, how do you see the trades fitting into this and, and helping to be a solution? Yeah, I think recognizing that um, that just, th- I mean, thinking about the human spirit, and, and I have a lot of kids, I have five kids, so I, I know... Yeah. You've got to get their attention. You've got to you've got to give them a, a, a purpose. I mean, for for me, I loved uh, speed math quizzes where you know you had a uh, fifty questions and you had basically ten minutes to answer them, and then you got your results and you could see your results. I mean, I that like that's what that's what that's what generate what you know generate excitement to me. Um, but kids like to see the results, so they they see building something or doing something and. Uh, learning the trades and showing you can actually build something. Look how popular Legos are. I mean, my kids got Legos yeah. in their Easter baskets, Lego sets. I mean, building something and starting with from scratch and having it, seeing what it looks like afterwards, I, I think that that would inspire kids' minds to want to learn more or understanding how plumbing works or how electricity works or how to, um, you know, with, with the, the carpenters or auto mechanics or, I mean, there's so so much that could trigger that. You have to, you have to with kids. You've got to get their attention, and you've got to get them excited about something. Um, and then you can tell them, hey, by the way, you can make a, a pretty good living doing this as well, and help a lot of people. Um, so so I think that's part of it. I mean, the kids are going to want to come to school. They're going to they want to come to learn something that's going to inspire them. And um, I mean, that's my. My personal philosophy, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that that that's works for every kid, but that's probably the biggest issue is that not every child, not every human being learns the same way. I mean, some people yeah. need to see it visually. Some people need to hear it. Some people need to read it. Um, some people need to be shown it. Uh, I've got a five-year-old, and we're, we're, she's working on spelling, and this morning she, could, she was having a real problem with the word of, O-F, of. Well, <laughs> it's not a word that, you can sound out, and but so that's a word you have to you have to see sight and see. You have to memorize seeing it. So yeah. um, it reminds me that we don't all learn the same way, and I think including building trades and workforce development in our to our kids even as early as as elementary and middle school um, is is good for society too. Yeah. Yeah. What well, and. 
And how do you see the like the Harrisburg School District embracing that, or are there are there challenges that that you know between myself and John that we might be able to start helping with bringing building the building trades into this? Um, and, and maybe it's not just the building trades. There's also the non-union component of this too. But um, I, what do you see as a, in, in your position as a congressman? How, how do you see that the construction industry can help? I guess that's my question. Well, yes, it'd be absolutely partnering, and, and it's already happening, and continue to partner. I mean, you're you are you're partnering partnering with other um, schools. I, I think that the public schools and the, the local school districts um, that I represent are, are working. They're very involved with the, the um, Cumberland County, Cumberland Perry County, Botex School. I think the schools should be giving, um, you know, working with the, the trades to and the unions to um, maybe recognize some of the certific- certificates that you offer towards them and, and vice versa. Um, one of the components of the, the trades in that my experience is that you, know, you offer great training. And so why not have a kid who who may be, you know, 15, 16 years old, who hasn't graduated from high school yet, but let them come in and work with you um, so that when they do, or maybe even before they graduate, they already have um, some certifications that they can start start a career. Um, so I would like to see the same thing done in the city of Harrisburg. Um, I know the Boys and Girls Club, um, you know, set up some, um, they set up a, a workshop, a wood shop, and a, commercial kitchens, and they were working with the trades on, on um, some HEAC repairs, I think, um, if I recall, um, back when I was on the board of, of the Boys and Girls Club. But why not do those same things in, in the high schools? And I mean, it's, a, it's a natural fit, and I think it would benefit everybody. Yeah. You mentioned earlier the, the HYP, the Harrisburg Young uh, Professionals. Um, was that a was the entire group involved, or was it just you? And you were yeah. So I um, I was one of five founders of HYP back in 1988, okay. um, and uh, one of our one of our primary um, one of the, one of the great things we did was a a, um, a mentor program where we mentored kids um, in the Harrisburg schools, um, and we also got people involved in the the school board and city council and um, to you know, just to be to, to to add their voice to um, the policies of the school district, and but the mentoring program was probably the most rewarding and probably had the most effect on positive effect on the school district and the kids. Yeah. Are you seeing since uh, you know the the state legislature got more involved with Harrisburg School District? Are you seeing same type of private sector companies get involved again? Oh, absolutely. And one of one of the things that I was involved with early on, and part of the original group that started it was the Harrisburg Public School Foundation, that can receive EITC and um, opportunity scholarships, ju- just like the boys and girls do too. And um, my, the the number one challenge I hear from employers in uh, Central Pennsylvania is they're looking for good workers. Um, I know the trades need, you know, the, the the home builders need people to help build their houses and um, the car car dealerships need mechanics, and um, they're looking for people who you know, have those skills um, and are happy to help and partner with the, the schools to 
you know, to support them financially, to, to help be instructors, um, and we're seeing more and more of that, and that's that's a really good thing. And it serves, you know, there's it's in their interest too to have have good employees. I mean, we need we need workers as well. Are you are you seeing that there is an, an influx of more um, business leaders and executives who are, are recognizing that this is this is part of of a need, or is it just kind of is that part of your your ongoing efforts here? Yes, but but the response has been great. But Good. you know they know what they need. They know that they're um, they're struggling to find workers, and so once we make them aware of what the school needs. Um, and I think again, it was a change of attitude. It was a change of an attitude where we we have to educate our kids um, to be successful in life, and that includes vocation. So why not um, give them an opportunity? And I, I think once we changed um, sort of the attitude that you know there's there's great path towards uh, being a productive citizen and providing for your family, and that includes the trades, uh, I, I think it, it has gained acceptance, and the kids started seeing it, too. I went to the graduation of uh, the Cumberland County Votech School uh, last year, and every kid who came across the stage was had a job, and some of them were going straight, staying in that job after they graduated, and some were going on to other schools, whether they're going to Penn Tech or they're going to a four-year university or a community college, but every one of those kids had a job. And uh, I'm, I'm a big believer that work is uh, the, the root of all honest possessions, and a job is more than just about money. It's about uh, building character and uh, self-esteem and, and being productive and having a purpose. So um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of everybody having a job who can. Of course, I got... And my first job at 11, I got fired at 11 for my first job. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I worked my way through kindergarten. <laughs> do, do we want to? I actually got fired from the fired. job. It's a true story. I got fired from the job though because the guy who hired me called me back into his office and said, "How old are you?" <laughs> I said, "I'm 11." Oh. And he said, "You can't work here until you're 12. You're fired." <laughs> I got on my bike, rode my bike home, oh, crying the whole way home. Told my dad I got fired, and he said, "What'd you do?" I said, I'm not 12, so that, that was back when you have to get work permits, and yeah. so the so next year I went back and they hired me the next year. So. There you go. There was a happy ending. Persistence, that's right? Persistence pays off to our for our listeners, right? right? Yeah. That's great. So, so you see Harrisburg on on the right track and things improving? I do. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's a struggle, and it's. It's going to take um, it's going to take more than just um, the state saying you have to do these things. Um, I, I've supported legislation that the speaker introduced that would give um, a scholarship to kids and allow them to leave um, the school district and go to another public school in the area uh, and take with them. Uh, a scholarship that they could pay to the other school, or they could go to a parochial school or a private school. Um, we already pay um, to charter schools and cyber schools if a child in the city of Harrisburg School District leaves. Money money goes with them, but this would actually provide money um, 
for them to go to a private school or to another public school, um, that would be less than what they would leave if they went to a charter school. So uh, mm-hmm. as a net benefit to the school, it it, uh, it doesn't really take money away from the, the school district, which uh, we understand the constraints of money, but the Harrisburg School District spends significantly more per kid than the suburban school districts do. Hmm. How do you know that? Yeah. Why, why is that? Well, I mean, some of it's that they, they have different challenges. I mean, they have, um, it's a socioeconomic issue, but uh, some of it's just mismanagement and um, a lack of accountability. I, I, I will say, without any doubt in my mind, it has not, it's not the teachers. I mean, the, the teachers in the Harrisburg School District are, you know, they're, they're, they're some of my heroes. So the fact that they, my mother, by the way, was a teacher in the Harrisburg School District many, many, many years ago. Um, but so it's not the, the teachers. It's um, you know, I think you know, that that layer of um, the local control and the local school board who um, just have not have not delivered for these kids. And um, you know the the efficiency test that they do. I think uh, science was at like seven percent and math was nine percent and uh, reading and writing was at thirteen percent. Uh, and the worst statistic is that only 59% of the kids are graduating. Oh, wow. And, you know, we, we have a constitutional requirement to provide an education to these kids, and they're not, they're not able to graduate, uh, or they're not graduating. So that's uh, – I'm not sure if, if they're going to be able to fix it on their own. Um, that's sort of where we are right now. They're, they're, they have a receiver who's um, uh, working on – you know, has a plan, and so I guess we're going to let that plan take shape, and then um, you know, revisit it, revisit it in the fall. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Good. Well, well, KCA is here, ready to help anything we can do. Well, I appreciate all you do, and you guys are you guys are doing great things, and you're building you're building Pennsylvania. So we appreciate that. We try. I know it's been a couple of years, but for a while there, we were going to the Harrisburg Career Days at the high school. I don't think they had one last year. But uh, yeah, we're always willing to jump in and help out where we can. Well, we appreciate it. Anytime. Well, it's been a, a true honor to have you on here, and, and thanks for the update. It sounds like it's going in the right direction, so that's, that's good news for the area. Uh, keep up the great work. And uh, we'd like to have you back on again with your with your real estate knowledge. I think we could do a real estate episode from time to time and pick your brain on some real estate legislation. Yeah, let, let's let's be clear. I know everything there is to know about real estate, um, a lot about baseball, and very little about everything else. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, can, can contractors have to build the stadium? So there we go. We have a tie-in right there. That's that's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, it's been a, a great, great conversation. I really enjoyed it, and uh, looking for more uh, successful days ahead for the Harrisburg School District. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, well, thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.